What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Top Road Podcast. I'm with fifth of your hosts, Jislanski. Of course, I'm not by myself today. At least we got two old other guys over here. We got the big guy in the background. We got E dudes, and we got the bad guy himself. Man, give it up for Scott Hall and uh, Big Show E Duke. Say, Young Blood, what's going on with you, boys? Chilling on another Saturday, man. Can't complain. Chilling, cool, and watching NFL draft. <sighs> I don't want to talk about that right now. Let's just move on to talk about last night, Friday night SmackDown, though. But before we do that, we're going to do a quick shout-out to Inker for giving us the platform to make our podcast off the top of our podcast. Hashtag support OTTR. Hashtag OTTR. Hashtag support local podcast. Support hashtag off the top roast. Hashtag off the top roast podcast. And, of course, thank you, Anchor. It gives us the customization tools that we need to make our podcast happen with very few listenership. You can still make money off these sponsorships, y'all. If y'all want to look them up, download the app, make your own podcast like we did through um, Google Play Store or the iTunes Store. Um, nonetheless, we're going to get right into it. Last night, SmackDown starts off like this, the opening segment. We got the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the New Day, Kofi Kingston, Big E comes out and make the way to the ring, cuts a little promo on their eighth win, and becoming the eight-time WWE World Tag Team Champions. Again, um, double themselves one of the greatest tag teams that ever existed. Then they get interrupted by the Lucha House Party. Where the fuck do you think it's coming from? He did congratulate them. And before they were trying to challenge them to defend their titles against them, they get interrupted by the vibe of Miz and Morrison. They come out, walk past them, down the ring, pissed off, gets the ring, get a grass microphone. Basically, cutting his whole normal promo. And basically, calling that when the fluke and he demands a rematch for his tag team championship. I don't know why he's saying we. Morrison's right next to him, too. He barely even said anything. Lucha Party, Lucha House Party is not trying to be denied, trying to squeeze it through them, being the third wheel, of course. Then we get the fourth wheel coming in the Forgotten Sons. Now, these guys came in, introduced themselves, shut this whole shit down. Basically, they cut their own promo, introducing themselves, and becomes a new threat to the tag team division. And as one man had once said, we can attack anyone, anytime, at any moment. Within that moment, Lucha Housewife gets whacked. Boom. Fight starts rolling out. Amazing Morrison escapes. Lucha Housewife just out there asked me to win the new days, the last two in the ring, and then they get stomped out. Key word because that double team corner <laughs> finisher, I guess they're trying to do some of the, you know, backdrop, curb, chest stomp type combination. Please. I don't know. <laughs> Can't read by that, but. They look pretty incisive. But you see Ms. and Morris looking down on them from the top of the ramp, pissed off and shocked. Mm. So we are going to see a new team going after these SmackDown tag team titles. More likely, I think they're going to put them on them and try to boost their 
boost their stats up now more than ever. And I guess this is what we wanted. We wanted a new team to be suffice, and now we're finally getting one. So let's just try to see how this whole thing combined with the Usos. And I guess if Miz and Morrison are going to break up in the time, it would be pretty damn soon. And key question is, who would have to be the babyface? So who would have to be the heel and how all that would have to happen? That's the point. So I don't know about y'all, but I think Morrison would have to be the babyface then. <laughs> I mean, he can cut a promo, but I think Miz is more of the shit talker, so he would have to go back to being a heel. Yeah. So I give it a B plus to that. Youngblood, you got the floor. Definitely agree that Miz's best work is a heel, bar none. But um, I uh, give this segment, I'll give this a good C. Like I said, it's a good start. Uh, new faces. Somewhat in the mix of this tag team title hunt, you know. Uh, the Lucha Dragons. The Lucha Dragons, shit. Lucha House Party. <laughs> <laughs> that's a throwback here. Wait, no, wait a minute. That's a contemporary throwback. Excuse me, let me correct myself. <laughs> wow. You said that, bro. You might as well just, you might as well, you might as well just be saying double dragons for that matter. Shit. Oh, at least I was- <laughs> um, you know, uh, surprised that they uh, came out and put their name, you know, take the name out the hat finally, uh, way overdue, even though they had their fair share of tag title matches. And I believe, especially in these elimination chamber matches, they steal the show. They show, you know, they showcase these skills somewhat. But they do their damn thing, so I think it's about time they actually have some type of recognition. Uh, the Forgotten Sons. Um, I didn't really get too hip, at, you know, to their work as a team on NXT. Probably a good handful of times, but I know that they're no games and they're no bones to be fucked with. Uh, the one that called Miz out as a Marine. I'm familiar with his work from Impact Wrestling. He's known as Gunner. I don't know his current name to be honest with you. But um, I'm looking to see where this tag division is going to go. And if there's a time to build stars, especially if everything that's going on right now, I think time, now is the time to to do that if WWE decides to. But, yeah, I'm interested to see how this tag division is going to go on the SmackDown side. <laughs> Dukes, what you think about this segment real quick? Next. <laughs> okay, say the word. And throughout this whole episode, we get thorough segments of Triple H's upbringing through the WWF from 1995 to where he's at right now. So you get multiple segments of those throughout the whole damn show. I'm not going to keep track of those. So it's weird, you know. And because the whole highlight of the night is supposed to be Triple H's 25th anniversary show. <laughs> Oh my god. But the first match of the night, though, was the Money in the Bay qualifier match for the men's side. Drew Gulag with Daniel Bryan and versus King Corbin. That during the midst of this match, we see our beloved Daniel Bryan get kidnapped by Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. And behind, if they're coming from behind uh, the barricade, and there's stuff in. Uh, Clip uh, get clipped him out, I guess. Nonetheless, he gets uh, Drew Gulak gets distracted, then 
He gets beat down with the end of the day by King Corbin for the win. One, two, three in the ring. After the match is over, we got King Corbin, Shinsuke, and Cesaro coming out of nowhere into the ring. 301 attack. You see King Corbin attacking with his um with his little machete, uh, with his little machete baton to the chest. Smackdown is over. Um, eight to ten minutes, three four twenty five stars. I'm solid with that grade, but obviously we wasn't gonna see Drew Gulak win because you can't see two baby two baby faces that are partners trying to fight for a contract. And that's why you're starting to crack to that partnership. Don't do that. Be smart about that. Stick. Let them stick to being a tag team. You can then put them in a tag team division as well. That would definitely get people watching. Or you can still have an intercontinental championship route because as of right now, there's not really too much to really go by. So who knew? Who, who would have thought? I don't know. But nonetheless... Just stick them to being as a stable, and like Young Blood said, I think in the first take, let Drew Gulak be Drew Gulak, and let Daniel Bryan be Daniel Bryan. But they work as a team, and their styles will be so great. It will be another style compared to what you see in the I mean, the revival used to do. Go figure, but yeah, you let them walk. But yeah, you let them walk too. <laughs> I'm done. Go ahead. Yep, Baron Corbin was the right man to win the match. You know, um, I think uh, Deshaun said the best because I thought the same, even on the first take. You know, it would make no damn sense to have Daniel Bryan win the match last week and then have Drew Gulak win this week, knowing that they just put them together. And we all know what happens when two friends, especially when they've been teams for years, they be in a tag, uh, in a money in a bank match. We going to know who's going to turn on who to go and grab that briefcase. Damian Sandow and Cody Rose is a great example. They were to get along enough for them to break up in that way. I think it's too early for Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan. Uh, yes, I will stick to what I said. Drew Gulak needs to be Drew Gulak. He needs to be that person that whoops Daniel Bryan's ass for a little bit at Elimination Chamber. Those two, yes, they're alike, but they both have their own they they both similar in styles in their own way. And WWE's trying to make Drew Gulak into Daniel Bryan Part 2. No. Just let Drew Gulak be Drew Gulak. We all seen him wrestle. Wrestle, wrestle. Not bullshit. Wrestle, you know wrestle. Saying? But, but other than that, you know, I'll give this match. I'll give this match a C. Okay. Dukes. I guess match of one point five. <clears throat> um, I like what WD is doing with Barry Corbin, make him try utilize him, utilizing him to be a, a great heel. I I do understand both your opinions about. I'm breaking up Drew Gulak and Dale Bryan. And not for not him winning, but I just didn't like the parachute between Corbin, Cesaro, and Siska. That pairing always has to be like people that always got with Corbin 
that Chris sucked except for Drew McIntyre. Like, I, did, I just don't want to happen to Cesaro and Sisuke, but uh, no, 1.5. Well, it could be. But nonetheless, this next section is it's gonna be worse. We got a uh a trade going on in the NFL that brought um Rob Gronkowski out of retirement down to Tampa Bay to the Buccaneers to the tag team again with Tom Brady. Now, because of this, now WWE is trying to make the obligation to oblige that he must defend the twenty four seven championship. No matter what. So eventually, like I said before, either two things can happen. They can use them for to get NFL fans to be WWE fans and watch their product and try to intertwine him into you know party and guest appearances and stuff like that for the 24-7 title and keep him within that bracket just for entertainment purposes. And he can do that on his spare time, but the con of that is with NFL, he's going to be having a working schedule. So for him, double duty for that, mm, don't know. Can't can't see it, and I don't want to have to see it. But if I have to see it, if it plays out well, okay, I'll have to be acceptable of that. Because let's just face it, they wasn't really trying to train him to go into the ring. And when that ever happened, people would be losing their damn minds. So I got nothing more to say about that one because it's like uh, entertainment. This is why Vince McMahon pulled that bullshit in 1993 saying to the New Jersey, oh, we're just entertainment. This is fixed. Bullshit, motherfucker. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but before that, I mean, after that, it gets worse. <laughs> the second match of the night, Sheamus versus a SmackDown debut of a Daniel v- uh, Daniel Vadat, and he came from NXT, but he came from the Indies. Couple of indie promotions were coming to NXT, working his way up, again in his debut match last night. But sorry, young sir, you was a squash match. One minute, Sheamus wins with with the bro kick, dud. As Deuce would say, two farts in his shit. And <laughs> I guess Youngblood created something which he's going to say up next. <laughs> negative five stars. Oh, yeah, the negative five stars part. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> That's the mess. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Deuce says some new. felt like I just watched it in a loony. Yeah, Deuce said he, mm-hmm. Deuce said he won his money back. <laughs> <laughs> I lost 60 seconds of my life. I want my time back. I can't get that back. So what's my life worth? Like what 25 cents? <laughs> but after the match is over, then we got another quick segment. The chapter three of Jeff Hardy's redemption from DUIs to Raw Tag Team Championship with his brother. The journey up to WrestleMania 33. But afterwards, why? Why is this man Shame is gonna try to pump Michael Cole and slap the headset off just because he's talking about Jeff? <laughs> you little punk bitch! <laughs> Pissed off talking about this shit. Like, what's he gonna do? 
how are you gonna pick him a person who only had like what, like one match in his career? <laughs> like legitly one match. And he's been announcing like his, yeah. announcing in the interview his whole entire WWE career. And you're trying to punk him? What's he gonna do? Punk Corey Graves. He used to be a wrestler. Okay, he can take a bump or two. Michael Cole can't. That's stupid. <laughs> My God, that was just pathetic, and it was so soft and squishy. <laughs> but this next part didn't happen. But this, but this next match did. I thought match tonight was Lucy House Party versus Mrs. Morrison. Now, Lucy House Party come out first. Why Sheamus? Being pissed off at the way that he was, he could have squashed them too on his way up the damn ramp. That whole match would never fucking happen. Why? Why did he do that instead? So where the hell did Sheamus disappear to with his pale ass? <laughs> pretty sure at the pretty sure if all the lights were out, you can still see him. <laughs> Nonetheless, the Lucha House probably pick up the W. Why? I don't know, but because of this win, and they went with the most dangerous rules of all, it's worth entertaining the surprise roll-up. In the seven minutes' time, Miz and Morris is in there shocked. and can't believe it. I wrote, finally, they're embracing this team. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that they are. And if we see the crack happen in between um, Miz and Morrison, they can finally go on this singles run. And like I said before, Morrison would have to be the baby face because I cannot picture Miz being a baby face. He's more of a heel because he's more of a talker. So nonetheless, we're gonna see the crack between that happen. Seven minutes, three point five stars. That's the grade I give it because of what's intertwining with them and I'm hoping that they're embracing Lucha Housewives as being more of a tag team now when they try to get them more TV time. Otherwise, he should have let them motherfuckers go too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done talking. Go ahead. <laughs> I stand by my five stars for. I thought you said four. Finally getting. Oh yeah, my bad. Four oh, I say you dubbed this a classic. Wow. I no, I'm not. <laughs> no, not that high. Oh, I see. Um, four four stars only because the long overdue recognition. Lucha, lucha, uh, lucha. <laughs> Not only just the win, but you win over former tag team champions and two guys who are, okay, even though it was a long time ago from Miz, but still a former world champion in their own right, especially John uh, Morrison, Johnny Impact, whatever the hell, has been world champion, you know, almost all over the world. So he's not a slouch himself. So it's a big deal, especially for them. Probably, is it the biggest win of their career? I think I so. think so too. So, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, let's see what happened next week. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. That's all I got. Oh my God, Dukes. <sighs> Two shits. A pussy flush. <laughs> <laughs> Two seats of the toilet seat flush. Oh boy. No you do wanna say next. Am I getting that correct? Yes. Fine. Say no one to that one. <laughs> yeah. 
the following is the fourth match of the night, which was a Money in the Bank qualifying match. You got Lacey Evans, a wannabe female version of Hogan versus Sasha Banks. Uh-huh. Who features Sasha Banks with Bailey on, on by his side. How can this go fall apart? We see the crack between the friendship between these two, Sasha Banks and Bailey, happen. Then one tribe protects another one, that didn't work. Other one tribe protects another one, that didn't work. How the hell did this? How the hell did this end up to be? Lacey Evans gets the dub with the ten to twelve minutes win by pin. One, two, three, ding, ding, ding. Using what the women's right hand smack dab in the ring. Kind mm. of remind me of on Mike Tyson's fucking right hook punch. <laughs> not not marking him. Nonetheless, ten to twelve minutes. I gave it. I gave it three point five stars. And you know what? I'm so I'm so unified that we cut this little crack. This little uh, I'll cut this little crack is developing between the two best friends, and now the best friends is going to be enemies once again. Ha 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 ha! You know what the hell's about to happen? We all see it happen. We all smelt it happen. And it's about to be over, fucking do. But they're going to execute it by SummerSlam. So they're going to swingly pace this thing out. Plus. Sasha and Lacey can have the old little rivalry going on on the side as well. So that'd be a good way to try to keep one superstar on their toes, right? So that's the way I'm looking at it. So I'm sticking by my grade. 3.5 stars. And that's actually being fair. Because <laughs> I was actually going to give him like a solid three. Yeah. But nonetheless, I, I said because the way that I could foreshadow this happened, like, hmm, maybe they are going that way. Okay, mark that down. I give it the uh, I give it the same grade. I give it three point five only because not only that reason alone, but obviously once again, as mentioned, the cracks in the friendships are being shown, the stories being told, the distractions are starting to get the best of Sasha, the tension is starting to build. These accidentally, I'm starting to call these things accidentally on purpose situations by Bailey, you know. Oh, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. <laughs> like that. You know, you know shit is, you know, is running down thin when your friend and your partner, your tag partner is just going to start throwing that line because this is the second time since WrestleMania I heard that line from Bailey. So, um, and Lacey Evans knocked her ass out with something in her hand and I'm surprised it wasn't disqualification, but nonetheless, uh, congratulations to the Newfound, I am a real man. <laughs> so you know it. He's gonna come out on some red and yellow shit. Oh God, that's not. <laughs> but that's anyway. not. But yo, after the match, wait, hold on a second. After the match was over, as they was going up the ramp, then you hear Tamita's music pop off. Where the hell is he come from? She super kicks barely. She super kicks barely out to the floor. And let's not and, uh, and let's not remember and let's not forget. She still got a title match against her, but she doesn't attack Sasha. So maybe they're going to separate those two. They're going to go into their own little individual beefs. Bailey and Tamina, and then Sasha and Lacey, or something like that, involving those four. Dukes, you got the four. Uh, I get this. I'm 
I get your concept of how you see it, but I see it in a different way. And I'm gonna explain to y'all why a little a little while, but it was poorly executed. Poorly executed. Only right moment of it is when Tamina came out. Other than that, poorly executed. Dud. D-U-D, dud. Dud. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, well then, the following was the history of Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. This is chron- this is chronicalizing this whole thing back from 2015 when he first came into the Wyatt family and spun off to do his own thing and all that stuff. I can do the C class. We already know this thing, but this is just stupid because you're, you're going to put the belt right back on Bray. So all this, I'm like, trash. I gave, but I gave, I gave her a solid, solid grade at least because I had to sit there and watch it. So <laughs> you're going to use my time. Use it wisely, folks. <laughs> then cuts the backstage. Then we got Carmella and Dana Brooke talking to each other about the upcoming tag team title match. And Carmella is now worth her way again getting involved in the money in the bank action as well for her match next week. I'm like, God, I don't know how the hell they're really getting opportunities after opportunities right now. What the hell's the standard? <laughs> and we get the fifth match of the night, which was for the women's tag team championship. We got Nikki Cross and Alyssa Bliss versus Carmella and Dana Brooks. 12 to 13 minutes. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross did some tag team face plant finisher to get the dub one, two, three, in 12 minutes and change and stuff like that, running up 13 minutes. This was just a filler match. We all know no tie, no, no tie, we're not gonna fucking change hands, but they have to get some TV time and get a couple of people that was gonna be in the money in the big match and try to intertwine, um, I guess Carmella's and Think Story involving this, maybe, but. I don't see this happening, folks, because either that or Dana Brooke is slowly getting that little push because I think what's he trying to do with Batista, maybe that gave like a little leeway, of course. Think about it. Think about it. Don't puppy little loves this shit. I mean, shit like hers. She just sucks some dick. <laughs> that's, that's wrong. I don't know if it is wrong. Y'all know, y'all know that same shit, too. So it's Carmella's ass. <laughs> The Puffy Lift Squad. <laughs> with with them dick cyclists, dick cyclists out of both of them. That last 2.25 stars. And that's just only being fair. <laughs> that's just only being fair. I'm done. <laughs> Young blood is all you. Yeah, I give this a two. I give this a two. Um, yeah. In my head, I was like, the story with these two is all over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> because, let's see, last week, uh, Dana Brooke got qualified for the Money in the Bank. This week, Tag Team Championship. Uh, was, it, was it next week, Carmella's going for the uh, Money in the Bank qualified? So it's like... <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> got you stomped. <laughs> you know what? I'll just wait until that, that segment at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, they got two stars. <laughs> <laughs> they got two stars. Oh, shit, Duke. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's like the two shits in the toilet seat? <laughs> so, Doug, that's it. There's nothing more. Next, that's it. The two shits toilet seat next. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> and then we get the final segment of the night. Triple H is about to come out and um, celebrate his 25th anniversary. He's going to come out next. <laughs> he comes out to his music. And he comes out with his bottle of water, but some camera guy takes it away from him before he even tries to get on, before he tries to get up on the damn apron. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, wait, was, what? Yeah. I mean, the social—I mean, the social distancing, but now this whole COVID nineteen situation really got people on edge, and now he can't do it. <laughs> it's like cleaning up someone's spit, and then all of a sudden they got it. <laughs> oh wow! Now before he had the make the make his promo, we get Shawn Michaels interrupting coming out. Of course, his best friend—it's going to be involved in somewhere. I can—I cannot imagine him. Being out there really cutting a promo with no one talking about his legacy and shit. <laughs> so Shawn Michaels comes out, interrupts him, and because you know they're best friends and stuff like that. So what? Why bring out the good when you can bring out the bad or someone? And then it brings up all Triple H's, DX's, um, DX's not so great moments. That was funny. And then they ride to the the losing streak at WrestleMania that he suffered. I think he suffered like thirteen or fourteen losses. Like, damn, that's kind of that's kind of bad numbers for him. Like, shit. <laughs> I wonder why hey, that he was holding on to titles and shit for so long during during the main during the main course <laughs> of a year. But yeah, with WrestleMania time, he seems to lose. <laughs> like for real, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it. That or this is really fucking him over then too. <laughs> Shit, man, you got the streak. Maybe Shit, man, it's like you got the streak of the Undertaker versus the streak of Triple H. <laughs> the opposite effect happened. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so they brought up those things, and then you get a Facetime from your wife. Hi. Like I, I get the whole people not coming down. You know, what I'm saying the whole social distancing and stuff like that that's happening right now. And it's kind of creative with the way that they do the whole um, FaceTime calls. One, one from Stephanie, and call him. Uh, I mean, uh, call Shawn Michaels a uh, cross-eyed something. She said, just you know, talking, just talking shit to him, and trying to congratulate, trying to congratulate her husband over here. Then hangs up and shit like that. And Sean, Sean, talk again. He gets interrupted again. From Ric Flair, and he's crying and being cheerful, all this stuff, wishing him the best of luck, and all this stuff. And it cuts to commercial break. So, this was two segments. <laughs> then the second segment comes back, and then we get another <laughs> phone call from an old man, Road Dog. God damn, did you see that, man? <laughs> Jesus, like he, 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 I was just gonna say that same shit too. Like, he was like fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought, I'm like, damn, all y'all look like. 
some westernized Santa Clauses, man, just cowboy Santas and just cowboy uh, cowboy boots and a suit. <laughs> Talking about Triple H and Shawn Michaels, because obviously they're bald on top, bald on top, got thick beards. And if you look at their style, like you could feel like, okay, they could be Santa Claus one day. They can play one of those old school stands that got Stone Cold Stunner by Stone Cold back in the day. <laughs> but we got the old man Road Dog congratulating him on his success as well before. And then after this, after this whole thing, Sean's trying to finish up, wrap up the rest of his little speech. And then guess who comes out? Vincent K. McMahon, the most hated man for the last like two and a half weeks, two and a half, three weeks. The most hated man right now in the wrestling world. My God, he comes out and interrupts and he talks about his fuck ups about from the Gooby Goober. <laughs> from the Gooby Goober to the fucking the fucking chicken that came out. That fucking survivor says Night to Die when when uh, when the Undertaker uh was debuted. <laughs> and then certain people that don't this for oh, certain people man. that don't know the for the listeners that don't know. Undertaker, Mark Calloway, did a podcast segment with Stone Cold called his broken stuff. That's just he talked about he thought he was gonna be that gooby goober that came out of the egg. And he thought this was gonna be my gimmick for life. Oh shit. Now I gotta shave my eyebrows and shave my head and go with the gimmick. Like try to get it where you fit in, right? This is back in the nineties when now it's a big man territory. And he gets a he 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 receives a phone call from Vince asking this is the Undertaker. And he's like, fuck, Undertaker is better than Gooby Goober. I'm going to take that. Yeah, this is an Undertaker. And that's how he became an Undertaker. So thank God he did not do that because if he did, Undertaker would never even exist. Jesus Christ. So that big failure and all those other failures and all the crap. And Vince McMahon just rambling on and on. But at least at the very end, he said that he loves him, but he fucked up more than the. And then he brought up the Katie Vick. Um, the Kevick incident. <laughs> I, I mean, oh. I'll let your blood describe this one because coming from my mouth, it may not seem like legit, but from his mouth, it, it, it'll seem like legit. Just go, please. Just, you mean, just tell the, just tell the listeners the Kevick um, situation and they'll take you serious. That's, that's, Storyline, if it will not age well today, guys. You got Triple H. All right. For those who don't know who Katie Vick is, Katie Vick. Let's go back in 2002. Katie Vick was this storyline girlfriend of our beloved. Raw Roulette in Las Vegas on 1, 2002, Monday Night Raw Night. Kane was in this bomb-ass, I think it was a fatal four-way tag team TLC match. And because of evolution, it's funny, Triple H took out Hurricane, which was the tag team partner of Kane at the time, and tag team champion. Now, despite Kane being by himself, he won the match. So after the match, Triple H happened to come out and say, Kane, uh, you were a murderer. You killed Katie Vick. 
blah blah blah. And, you know, the show I mean, the one from 1999, that Katie V segment. Like so, Monday uh, Night Raw, like when people used to watch that for the entertainment, not for the wrestling. <laughs> you know, so fast forward to the most talk about segment about this whole thing. Kane, I mean Triple H wearing a Kane mask, going to a funeral home. <laughs> I can't, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, lay, and laying in the coffin and laying in the coffin happened to be a mannequin in a fucking cheerleading outfit which happened to be <laughs> oh my god he this fucked the corpse y'all he just fucked the corpse oh. he, he fucked a so called corpse yeah, he, <laughs> he just fucked the a so called corpse and basically nearly broke the stand and basically broke the, the damn stand <laughs> oh, he it made it even worse that's like I mean, that's like May Young giving birth to a hand I couldn't go straight to the point. That's how painful this segment was looking back. On the WWE Network, anybody that had the WWE Network and you know, I have to be subscribed, that's the, that's the era and the time I always tend to skip when I'm looking at the Raws of the past, you know? As soon as November two, October 2002 come around, skip! <laughs> or go to SmackDown, fuck it. <laughs> but, you know, yep, that's the Katie Vick. Haven't oh been another God. one since. But as we come back to reality, Vince McMahon just rambles on, and then at last, the very end, he says to he says to his son-in-law that he loves him. At the same time, he just goes on and just says, "You know what? I'm done." He says to on, "Shut down production." These two are still still a ring one by one. All the lights start going out, and then you hear crickets. It's uh, the the last thing that you hear is Shawn Michaels just say, <laughs> "Yeah." That's pretty much your career right there. <laughs> that's your career. In, that's your career in a nutshell. <laughs> mm. So shut down the whole damn production. That's out. If all black, that's how they end the show. Um, my God, I was mixed feelings about this. I laughed, but I hated it. <laughs> I laughed because you see. Yep. The most hated man for the last three weeks that happened. <laughs> and now all of a sudden he comes out and he just he just rambling on and on like what the fuck is this senile old man doing? Like does he know what he's saying? Like does he know what he's saying? Like I wish I could have been there backstage and just see him and just record him. Like yo, did not hear this shit? Like am I tripping or what? Like are you like are you like, like is he playing dumb or is he actually like becoming of old age like for real? Like he's seventy four years old. Like my God, like I'm like I'm still thinking in the back of my head. Like does he know what year it is? Does he know how to operate a phone? Does he know how to operate a cell phone? <laughs> I'm begging and pleading and choosing my. I'm like, how's he doing this? Like for real, how's he doing this? How's he doing this for so fucking? Long and the way that he looked it last night, it's like, come on, bro. 
I could see him in the wheelchair within the next like five more years being pushed. All right, what the fuck is going to happen now? Like, what the like, what the fuck is going to happen? But I laugh because this is comedy for Triple H and Sean. But I felt. Did y'all really feel like there was going to be like a little heel turn coming out somewhere? Shawn Michael was just going to be like, you know what? Now it's all celebrated by you, but what about me? Think about back then. You used to ride my coattails, and this is how you got me. And this is how you want to repay me? <laughs> and Sweet Timmy's in his ass. I don't know if it was me. Maybe maybe it was the way that I was feeling or the way that he was trying to say, you remember my 25th anniversary? Well, I never had one. I'm like, oh, he got him there. So maybe there's some little guilt and neglect there. I don't know. Probably. I'll, uh, that's mm-hmm. actually a pretty good so, I don't know. Maybe there could be something happening at SummerSlam. <coughs> Who knows? Mm-mm. They already, no, nah, they already just missed out. <laughs> they already dismissed oh, that shit. Like, no, you know. because this thing, there's no point. That's bad. So good. Or even in the or even in the future, uh, shit. Next year and beyond. Like, well, wow. I gave the segment. I, I gave the segment an A plus. I must have had my mind last night because now the way that I have to look at it because the Vince McMahon with his rambling ass, my fucking god, that. Dunk down to like a C. <laughs> if, if if this was not there, if this would do like some video package where he could like like FaceTime himself, then that would have been different. But him being in person, I'm like, my God, that just ruined like the whole damn grade. So I'm gonna talk about that. Yeah. So young yeah, boys on you. Uh, I was entertained by it. I mean, for one, it was a complete swerve to me because when they first announced this 25th anniversary thing with Triple H, it kind of came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And then they was hyping it up a lot for, you know, short period of time. And then the night happens, you know, you kind of wonder how the fuck they're going to do this. And they kept showing all these matches and all this other stuff. So I'm like, okay, you know, they propped it to some It kind of reminded me when John Cena was coming back. And they were people. But, um... But once his water got snatched, I knew... <laughs> I knew that there was going to be something up because I also got to remember one thing, you know. You got to remember when Triple H was commentary, doing the commentary, and he was basically the talk of the show... And it's pretty obvious with the circumstances, Triple H is, I feel like, in my opinion, at his best when it comes to entertainment. I mean, but like you, I was mixed emotion. Vince McMahon came out, and I said to myself, the balls of this man. You know you hate it as a motherfucker. You <laughs> and you come out, and yeah, he looks, he looks bad. <laughs> And I, I don't know if it's me. And I think it's because it sounded like he was, like, you know, going on and on. But there were some parts I didn't understand what he was saying. 
I caught on to some of this stuff. <laughs> I'm surprised he mentioned Katie Vick. <laughs> you know, nobody balls mentioned that chick or that whole shit until last night. So that caught me off a of left field. But um, other than that, I feel like everything that happens, I had that feeling that it wasn't scripted. That's all I'm saying. And SmackDown ended mm-hmm. real early last night. Real early. I don't, you know, I looked at the time, and it was like 9.56, 9.57. And I thought after the whole Vince thing that they were going to keep pushing at least till 9.59 to 10, like they've been doing. But now since I've heard about the whole scheduling of the live shows and the pre-recording, I couldn't tell what last night was. But other than that, um, I got entertained. I enjoyed the comedy swerve, the <laughs> DA, the Senior Citizen Edition. You know, I appreciate it. <laughs> but I have one nitpick. What the hell is up with Shawn Michaels' beard? Look <laughs> <laughs> that fucking that mustard. Fucking yellow on that mustache. Look like he just ate a dry that fucking mustard was on his beard. <laughs> he didn't get it all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He was eating that Texas hot dog. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the uh, segment, the fight, you know, the ending. You know, Ric Flair calling back crying before commercial break mm-hmm. had me dying. No offense, Rick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I will be fair and honestly give this a seat, you know. I've been fair with everything, you know, throughout this whole episode, to be honest with you. Because I don't want to say it's good. I don't want to say it's bad besides that shaming shit. But other than that, you know, that's my take on the question. Mm. On this segment, I'll I'll be fair. Just because Triple H is one of my favorite wrestlers. This... I think what Vince is trying to do is probably have probably stepping down, but we'll have a, his last match will probably be with Triple H some way down the line. It'll be Vince versus Triple H in the, in the ring for for ownership of the, of everything. That's that's how I see that's how I kinda of seen it last night. Like how this try to come at Triple H, it was it was kinda of weird. Like mentioning Katie Vic, you're mentioning even that this is your life in Bailey. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and Bailey even retweeted, "Thank you, Vince. This is not my fault." Yeah, and G Snisky, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> like, it seems like Vince is trying to blame Triple H for for everything in there. So. Uh, 
it's kind of weird, but yeah, I guess we'll see. He did that shit because he knows that a lot of people get triple A even though Vince took credit for most of the stuff back then before Triple H was even involved. So, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, what the fuck? You know how Vince is. He'll turn that some bitch around. He'll, he'll turn that some bitch around and throw it back in your face and say, oh, who are the people going to believe? You know? So, I I see what I see what Deuce is coming from, and now I'm starting to like click in my head. Gotta see who gets the phrase between mm-hmm. the two. Who always gets the phrase? Hmm. The father, the father in law feeling neglected by his son in law outshining him. So, you know what? You get demoted, bitch. You're not gonna outshine me in my company, please. That's the end of the show. And we're gonna before we go, we're gonna quick you know, quickly play the quick game, the fancy bookie game. We know the rules just like y'all know the rules. We choose a segment that happened throughout the throughout the card. We change it, we explain why. So I am going to change that whole bullshit ass Sheamus <laughs> Sheamus squash match. That should never fucking happen, including the whole smack the smack off of um um, Michael Cole's headset. If anything, why go after the puny motherfucker? Go after the person who actually knows how to wrestle. Smack him around. Shit, he can take a bump or two, like I fucking said to you motherfuckers before. Why are you picking on the guy that only had one mask? You put someone that re- that retired because I guess it's a medical issue, and he can't wrestle on the regular like that anymore. But he can still take a few hits. Come on now, <laughs> fucking sad. Yo, Blah, what would you change? I know you were saving this one. Um, mm-hmm. The damn tag team championship match. I would cancel the whole match. <laughs> not, not for it not to happen at all. But honestly, because I said that the story between Dana Brooks and Carmella is like all over the fucking place. It's like, okay, so you got inspired by wanting to go ahead and challenge for the qualifying match yourself. Fine. I honestly thought, and well, I honestly believe that match should have happened last night. You know, and hey, if Carmella lose, fine. Dana Brooks still got her W and her way in the fucking match. Then, maybe, just maybe, have them go for the tag titles the next week. Both these chicks already got their qualifying matches. One's going, one's not. But hey, it could be a chance that the one that didn't fucking get qualified can walk out as champion. You know? So, despite the possibilities, and it's pretty low, that's what I would have done. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dukes, yeah. what's taking me? What you change? The match between Lacey Evans. And Sasha Banks. And here's who I would change. I would change that Sasha should win that match, enter Money in the Bank. And then when she enter Money in the Bank, win that briefcase. As we all know, Bailey's going to beat Tamina for the belt at Money in the Bank. 
You get what I'm, get what I'm coming with this now? So that way mm-hmm. it'll just give more of a fear yep. for Sasha and Bailey's breakup. All right. So that will uh, change. Okay. And that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank the listeners and the supporters out there for listening to us. Like, share, bookmark our Anchor podcast page here on Anchor. And you can also check out the following podcast outlets that we are also on. Spotify, Radio Republic um, podcast, um, Breaker podcast, and Google podcast. Check us out. Support us. Hashtag OTTR, hashtag support OTTR, hashtag support local podcast, hashtag off the top roads, hashtag off the top road podcast. Do y'all plug is right now, gentlemen, before we log out for the weekend? Well, shout out to those that support us. Keep supporting us. For real. And uh, just stay safe out there. Dukes. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, I, I got a phone call from RVD, his girlfriend, and, it was, and his wife. Um, they they want to say thank y'all for support. And um, I'm gonna go chill with them with um Godfather's holes and thank thank you Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, they said if y'all ever want to, I'll come along. All y'all do is set them up. I'll take that notice. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, that's the end of the show, boys. So we off for the rest of the weekend. You can catch us again Tuesday where we're going to be doing the Monday Night Raw recap. Nonetheless, and we can get back to that week. So. The people at home doing this COVID nineteen situation, wear face masks, wear gloves, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer things, wash your hands, wash your ass, stay far away from my crew. I want to need them, please, for God's sakes. And for the people that's processing this bullshit, please just stop it. I just want to get this shit over and go the fuck home and get the fuck back to work. And hopefully, like, can go back to fucking off crying out loud before things. For shit start hitting the fucking fan. And I don't want none of these people that's around me to go do the same thing. So let's work together, y'all. You know, muscle up. Y'all know what the fuck to do. Be safe. Be cautious. <sighs> and at once and at one time in life, a talk show host once told me and millions of people around the world, take care of yourself. Ain't each other.